and that actually helps immediately it it's immediate it's it's so unbelievable actually healing is is pretty simple like the food you eat is simple the movement is simple i simple is what heals this podcast does not constitute medical advice all changes surrounding medications diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. We love to share inspirational and uplifting stories on this podcast. And today I'm really looking forward to hearing the journey of my guest. Her name is Ishita and she's based in India. She was diagnosed seven years ago. She's now 35 years old, and she has had very aggressive, debilitating rheumatoid arthritis. She's one of our members, and so she gets our monthly live calls. She's got access to all the Patterson program materials and, of course, the video library, which covers all the troubleshooting techniques that's been put together by myself and and my rheumatologist friends covering over 700 problems that people with RA face. And with those materials and with those, those calls and resources, she has a transformational story to share. I only know 1% of it because she has an Instagram account that I follow and recently shared herself a video of herself running for the first time in, I want to say, six or seven years, and we'll go into that in just a moment. But first, Ashita, welcome. Give us a quick snapshot of like a situation where you were in a very bad way and a situation of how you are now, and we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. Thank you for having me here. I would love to share my story. Uh, I couldn't wake up in the morning without pain. I, I wake up and I the first thing I see in the morning is pain. The first thing I feel in the morning is pain. So now it's absolutely transformational. I'm actually, uh, about, I mean, I'm actually able to wa- uh, walk on the sand, walk on the road pretty fast, and wa- and even run on the sand. So I think I think that is that is a big big achievement for me. For, for the, I mean, I haven't been able to do that in the past seven years. So I think it's 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 awesome for me. It's amazing. Congratulations and. Thank um, you. I mean, what are the emotional states that you're going through when you're realizing that you can now also and now do that again? It's it's extreme happiness, and uh, I'm actually kind of proud as well because I have been able to help myself do this, and I'm not dependent on someone else uh, to actually give credit. And because no one has actually able, been able to help me till now to make me what I am today, except for your program. So I think uh, that that is amazing how I feel every day that the happiness with which I wake up and feel, yes, I can do this. I can squat down. I can, I can stretch my legs. I can, I can walk. I can run. Because even walking was quite questionable at one point. I couldn't walk properly. I couldn't walk down the stairs like normally. I would do it one step at a time because my knees are severely damaged. So, uh, because of that, I'm, I, I cannot do a lot of things, but now I can, can, I can do a lot of things because I've been working them. 
So I think uh, that's huge. Oh, I love it. Two things. Two things I want to uh, highlight there. One is that you're proud, and we should be proud. The, this program becomes personalized. Once you yes. start on this journey, you find aspects of it that really sort of don't really fit with you. Maybe you don't have a juicer, so you just can't do that. Or maybe you just find in your instance, like, for example, that knees are a problem. So maybe you need to focus on that and you make the whole thing your own. You tailor it to your own needs. And then the other thing you said, which I love at the last moment, you said, and the reason I can now do my squats is because I think you said I worked them. And yes. that is huge. That can also, if we stop the episode right now, there's enough to take away and learn from. <laughs> you must work the areas that are afflicted with the disease. The, uh, inflammation is a cry for help, like a baby crying. It says, yes. I need help. I need attention. And the attention that you give it is to support the connective tissue and the surrounding muscle mass to take the load off the joint and put the joint through reps. And so well done, well done, well done. Okay, so can't wait to learn more here. Um, and I just spoke for like five seconds about this prior, but you've got you've had aggressive disease. Was it a rheumatoid yes. factor positive, anti-CC factor positive? Were you all of these, uh, you know, as they say, seropositive diagnosed? Yes, yes, it was positive and very aggressive and it it took off like a, a rocket like i i was diagnosed like 2 weeks before my wedding and uh, yeah so i started having symptoms about 2 months before that and i obviously ignored all the pain and uh, i slowly started getting pain in all my joints one by one and i was like ah no that's all right i'll be fine because i used to go to the gym every day i was like super active person i used to deadlift 90 kilos I was perfectly fine. Yeah. So because of that, I thought maybe, you know, I injured a joint or I'm going to be fine if I kept working out. So I ignored that. And finally, when I was diagnosed, it hit me really hard. I didn't even know there was something called rheumatoid arthritis. I, I, I thought arthritis is an old person disease and I, I, I didn't know the seriousness of it. So it took me some time to even uh, grab, a, you know, grab hold of the fact that I have this because I, it took me some time to even understand what's going on in the body. I saw several doctors. Each of them have had their own theory. And I, I wouldn't say they misguided me, but I think there was some kind of, a, you know, they are obviously doctors. They are not going through this. They just know the information about the disease. So obviously, first I went to a, a normal Western medicine doctor and he put me on tons of medicines and I was on steroid and all the painkillers I had to because I had to go through my wedding so I had to you know have all the medicines to stay and stay upright on my wedding day so I kept doing that for about six seven months and I switched to homeopathic and ayurvedic there's nothing that I haven't tried and then I went to naturopathic and I mean by then my uh, progression was pretty harsh I had several deformities and uh, several, like, you know, almost of my joints were damaged. So, uh, yeah, for about six, seven years, I tried, six years, I tried different kinds of therapies. There's nothing, I don't think there's anything that I haven't tried. 
there's ozone therapy that i've tried acupuncture uh, massages ayurvedic medicines and massages nothing was long lasting nothing was long lasting it was all just temporary and sometimes things made it worse for me most of the time things made it worse so i i, I can say that nothing has helped me this much till now and none of the doctors actually emphasized the importance of movement they said if something is hurting rest it which was which is the worst <laughs> and even i kept it rested because of course i i didn't want to feel any pain because i'm already in tremendous pain and i i didn't want to feel more pain so i just kept them rested and that you know this the the immobility made it much worse the joints got my 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 hands my fingers they are all deformed so uh, back then you know i started questioning why me why me why did this happen to me so i think from past one year i i i've gone past i've come past that why me and i want and i am now realizing that how i can make myself better because we've come a long way there's no point in asking why me now it's happened now i think is the action time Mm, wow. Okay. Well, you've piqued a lot of my curiosity. Uh, what medications, Western medications, did you try? Other did you did you ever go on a disease modifying drug or a biologic drug? Yes, I did. Uh, methotrexate has always been there, and uh, tefcitinib was when it. I recently, I think in twenty twenty one, he added uh, that medicine as well because the pain wasn't coming down. So and uh, also the. i was on a break from uh, allopathic medicine for about 4 years but in the beginning of 2020 i was on an ayurvedic medicine which which i got transported from another city where my parents live but because of covid i couldn't get it here because everything was shut so that is what pushed me into going into uh, western medicine again because i had no option by then the pain had uh, reached my neck which is when i panicked because my my root my my entire root is was getting affected so my i i couldn't be as in my neck the pain in my neck was so bad that i couldn't sit i i just i could say i just couldn't be i couldn't sit i couldn't lie down i couldn't move my neck i couldn't walk i couldn't do anything because my neck pain was oh it was horrible i can still like you know think of the pain it was so bad so that's when i thought okay fine i have to go back to western medicine just so that the pain comes down a bit so okay. that's when i started uh, in the beginning of 2020 is when i started allopathic medicine again yeah i caught i caught the methotrexate i didn't catch the second drug can you just mention uh, yeah yeah it's tf sitinib it's actually tofacitinib that's the drug infusion a uh, no tablet it's tablet. the same tablet yeah yeah I was on 10 mg a day. What's the brand name for that because I just can't connect the dots in my mind right now I forget. Is that a Rinvoke or is that a a a a, a Zelgans is that an aluminum aluminum? Uh, uh the the medicine is tofacitinib but the brand name itself is TF citinib that's what it says on the packet. Okay. It's great. Yeah. Now and so compared to when you started those medications are you taking the same dose today as what you were at the time uh no i was on 10 mg a day for 5 days a week now i'm at just 5 mg a day like just one tablet in the morning and that's it and uh, methotrexate 
5mg during the weekends. That's my dose now. Just 5 milligram? Yes, yes. And what was that before? Uh, I think uh, it was, it started with 20. Yeah. Uh, two years ago. And yeah. uh, it's it's now at 5 a day. I mean, uh, sorry, 10 mg a week. So 5 on Saturday and 5 oh. on Sunday. Okay, so that's halved from 10 down to 20. Yeah. And yes. you, you've, you've halved both drugs. Yes, yes. And, okay. and, and I, don't take, I don't take anything else. Yes. No other drug. <laughs> yes. But you, you were loaded up on painkillers and things in the past, weren't you? Before. Oh, yeah, lots. I, I couldn't walk without a painkiller. I couldn't walk without a steroid. So I had to be on them to be able to do anything. Wow. I, wow. I couldn't lift up my head without a painkiller, basically. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, now what we're going to do for the rest of this episode, if people are wondering what, what all, our plan is very simple, we're going to just nut out a few more details of, of your journey. And then you're going to share with us all the things that have helped you the most. And we've got half our audience don't know all the details of our membership because they haven't started yet. And the other half, know know it intimately and they want more specifics and they want that little aha moment where they can emphasize something a bit more or or place you know more time into a certain area so that's where we're going and i also want to ask you about your neck what helped most for the neck i want to ask you about your knees so let's let's go there in a moment and i also want to find out what your rheumatologist did with regards to these medications can you tell me that first have they been supportive of the tapering process? How did it go with the doctor? Yes, thankfully, uh, he is open to reducing my medication, though he believes that his medications are working, which I'm okay with. <laughs> he doesn't ask me anything about, you know, how your pain has come down. Are you doing anything? Nope. He just believes that his medicines are working and I'm like, okay, fine. It's fine. My yeah, work yeah, is yeah. done. It's okay. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 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 He, he, uh, when my neck was so bad, he put, he said, go get an MRI, go meet a physical uh, therapist and nothing helped. The MRI just scared me even more. That's it. It didn't do anything. Yes. So okay. yeah, at least, yeah. So at least I'm happy. He's open to tapering down my medicine. Yes, that's good. And and frankly, yes. I mean, if we'd be very sort of ruthless about this, that's that's the best way to utilize our specialist is as yeah. the CEO of our own health, they are part of our personal collection of advisors. And those specialists can advise us on medications that are appropriate. For example, you're at childbearing age. I don't know whether or not you're looking to start a family at some point in the future. So that's a consideration as well as the degree of your symptom uh, severity, uh, uh, joint degradation, all these different things. They'll look at all of that. They can help us with our imaging for x-rays, MRI, as you mentioned a moment ago, help us get blood, help us get our blood tests, uh, referrals and analysis, all the data collection, data collection, and as you say, allopathic medicine referrals, uh, recommendations. And then we've got to go away and tie that into our big picture of health and minimizing symptoms using all the strategies that we know and we'll talk about in just a moment. Now, how you incorporated the lifestyle changes that we recommend and then we'll go into specifics around knees, neck, and other areas. Okay. So how was the transition from 
um, your existing lifestyle into the new sort of rheumatoid solutions system? Actually, it was last year in October is when my life changed, when you had the rheumatoid summit. Uh, that I attended, uh, it just popped into my phone one day like a blessing in disguise. And I just uh, watched all of the videos, followed it every day. And that's what inspired me to just boom, started off. I was on a relatively clean diet from the past seven years. I ate millets and I ate vegetables and uh, relatively clean, but I never eliminated oil. And uh, different doctors said various theories about, you know, don't eat potatoes, don't eat uh, starchy things. It's all the, you know, the wrong information about food. So I think the knowledge and the, the correct information about food from the program is what has helped me come so far. And the way you have explained things and the way you have said things about the food and the movement, I think that guided me right to actually follow each step and get where I am. To start with, I started with millets and, uh, you know, vegetables and all. But I think within a month or two, I could transform to rice. I thought rice was the enemy which was so wrong. So once I started eating rice and sweet potatoes and potatoes, that's when I felt so liberated. I felt like I, I have more choice now <laughs> than before. It's the opposite. So I, I, I felt like, you know, I, I, I can do more with potatoes and I, somehow potatoes and rice are kind of, you're done, you're set. <laughs> you don't yeah, need yeah, anything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so satiating that you don't need anything else. So I think just the introduction of those uh, vegetables and the rice was a big game changer for me. And the elimination of oil and uh, I didn't eat that much processed food, but I a little bit did when I went out and there was quite a bit of oil in my diet. Now that there's absolutely no oil, I think that has been a huge leap for me. The elimination of oil has been huge. And being mindful about what I'm eating and intentional about what I'm eating. I cook my food every day. Every day I cook my own food and, and it's a different food for my husband. So I, it's like two meals a day. So I yes. cook my food every day and I think uh, I'm, I'm more than happy with that. Yeah, okay. I connect with my food now. I connect with my food, which is a big difference right now. Yeah, we cannot understate the crucial intervention of oil elimination. If you're watching this or listening to this and you're thinking it's not that big a deal or I'm just stir frying something and I'm using a little bit of oil, this is like saying, you know, I'm Superman and it's only a little bit of kryptonite. I don't mind that little bit of kryptonite that I have every day. No. It literally is the difference between progress yes. and misery and knee pain and neck pain and higher levels of drugs. It is the breakthrough moment or is no oils. Now, people say, well, what about olive oil? What about avocado? Well, it's, 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 there's a lot of what about, what about, what about. And here is the simple summary. No oil is optimal. No oil is optimal. Olive oil in its raw state uncooked on a salad is not too detrimental, but still best to avoid. Likewise, avocado oil on a salad, little bit, not too detrimental, but best to avoid. 
any seed oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, all these all these different oils that are used in deep fries and stuff on their own without heated, terrible, avoid like the plague. And then finally, heat any oil, any of the above, if the oils are heated, nightmare. As soon as you heat them, nightmare. doesn't matter if it's olive, avocado, uh, nightmare. And then the final piece of this puzzle is that if it's a tiny bit of unheated olive oil in the Zinzino Omega-3 supplement that I take, which some people have also taken because it's my favorite one, um, it's perfectly fine. Okay, because it acts as a chaperone and protects the Omega-3 as it's being absorbed in the body. And that leads us then to the final part of this, which is what about omega-3 supplements, omega-3 oils? And yes, they are recommended if you cannot optimize your omega-6 to 3 status using food alone. And they have to be chaperoned with antioxidants because omega-3 supplementation, because it's an oil, if you're in an inflamed environment, which is a rheumatoid arthritis body that has a high CRP, then your body will oxidize those fats very rapidly and you will not benefit from the oil. So you need to eat the consume the supplement with a with a very antioxidant-rich meal, one that's rich in leafy greens or fruits and vegetables, um, or the one that I take comes with a little bit of olive oil and the studies show that olive oil has a protective effect on lipid peroxidation, which is what we're trying to avoid. So thank you for allowing me that little interlude because I think it's imperative that everyone understands the oil dilemma. And I think I've covered that in detail there uh, enough for everyone to feel satisfied that we've got to get the oils out unless it's an omega-3 supplementation, in which case, if we're going to do it, protect those oils from oxidation in the ways that I've explained. So thank you, Ashita, for letting me share that little bit of, of, yeah. of training. Now, you've done the, you've got the oils out, you've hit the potatoes and rice, and you've used that as a foundational basis for a lot of your meals. Are you using Indian spices and lots of different flavorings that are traditional? Uh, yes, of course, I forgot to mention the celery and cucumber. That was amazing. That was huge as well to get my inflammation out and the pain out. And uh, I, I uh, have uh, spinach every single day, like one full bunch of spinach. So that has also helped me hugely. And uh, Indian spices, yes, I use about uh, some cinnamon and, of course, uh, onion, garlic and ginger. Those I, I include them all. Because they're they they add taste and they are so good for uh, the pain. So and ginger is definitely anti-inflammatory. So and and turmeric, pepper, those things. Yes, those have been uh, very helpful adding to the food. Yeah, I think that way being Indian, I think uh, getting access to those things and using those things have not been new to me. So I think I'm conscious about adding them to my food every day. Yes, and let's not skip over this too. Everything you're saying contains these nuggets of value. And people think, oh, it's just onions or garlic, for example. Yeah, I've heard about the antiviral, antifungal effects of these. However, they have specific prebiotics, meaning they're a preferred food for our healthy microbes. So if we're eating those, these foods have specific benefits for repopulating 
or re-emphasizing certain strains of bacteria that excrete short-chain fatty acids that heal leaky gut. So they're literally medicine, taking onions, garlic, um, leafy greens, um, turmeric has these properties as well. Uh, Potatoes are a resistant starch. You're eating all of these things that on the surface just sound like, oh, yeah, they're just grocery foods. But there's so much science behind this. and and Yes, yes. yes. So congratulations on these great strategies. Now, how long did it take to seize? improvements and 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 as you saw improvements did you expand your foods more um to begin with it took me about uh, less than a month to actually sit cross leg on the floor i could do that within a month's time wow that's cool yeah yeah and And i could yeah, no, no, I couldn't sit on the floor. I needed help every time. And actually um I forgot to tell you that I'm a photographer. And my, uh, my, I, I need to move my body, squat down, squat up, and I shoot animals. So I need to literally be on the floor to take pictures. So every time I squat down, my husband would pick me back up and put me back down. It was that bad. So now I can do it all on my own. So it took me a month to actually sit on the floor, which was awesome. That was a first step. And within about a month or two, I could see a huge improvement with my neck. I think that's what gave me hope to keep going because my neck was horrible. So I, I as I saw improvement in my neck, I think that kept me going. I, it just pushed me to, you know, keep doing what I did and be consistent with what I did. So I think uh, moving, moving my entire body and staying put with this diet uh, was amazing and I, I didn't add too many foods for a few months actually quite a few months I didn't add anything new because I was happy with what I was eating and for me getting rid of the pain was bigger than choice of food or any other thing so I think uh, be not being in pain was bigger for me than anything else anything yeah. else so yeah I continued the same diet and and, and with my neck, I think the main movement was um, basically first to start with, it was the neck, neck exercises, moving it all around. And uh, planking helped me quite a bit because of the posture. And when you're pushing against the floor, the the position actually helped me get rid of the pain quite well. And also, I I have I have a trampoline. I started doing the trampoline every day for about 15, 20 minutes. So I think that was also a huge liberating thing for me to actually be able to move and do some cardio and sweat out a bit. So doing the trampoline actually helped me a lot to actually get into position and align. I I feel it kind of aligned my spine. I don't know what really happened inside, but uh, me jumping up and down kind of, I feel like it aligned my spine and made me stronger. And also the position on the floor with the planking has helped me a lot. And now the trampoline is a conventional size one, right? For an adult, it's not a, one of those mini rebounders that you get on the floor. Uh, it's have- not the huge one. It's right. the about uh, um, two feet, sorry, three feet, three feet radius that you get in a sports shop, which yeah. is enough for one person to do it. It can take about 100 kilos. 
Uh, right, but is it an indoor thing or is it like a backyard sort of sky scale? You could keep it anywhere though. It's quite mobile, but we don't have a backyard, so it's inside the house. Yeah, gotcha. So gotcha. yeah, yeah. So I think the movement made the created the magic in me. Yeah, and I uh, let's just explore why the planks worked a little bit. Good because this is just one theory, and it doesn't even matter if I'm on the mark or not. But but mm-hmm. the concept behind it is is one that's valuable, is that engagement of the muscles that are sore is the therapeutic approach. And so in a plank position, and if people are unsure of it, what we've basically got, if you imagine if you're imagine if you're lying on the ground face down, and then you push the sort of the front part of your body up with your elbows so that your elbows are then supporting your uh, front part of your body and you're up on your toes at the at the other end and you keep your body like literally like a plank like as stiff as possible yeah. and then in this position your back of your neck muscles are engaged because they have to support the heavy weight of your head and yes. so these neck muscles are being used in a way they probably haven't been used before because most of the time they're only being used by just you know sitting on top of your shoulders and becoming yeah. weak Weakness yes. is where yes. inflammation loves to go. And Absolutely. so you're defeating the weakness and replacing that with anti-inflammatory molecules that come with working out soft tissue. Yes. So that's that that could have been part of it. And obviously your mobility exercises, fantastic. Up and down, you're getting compression through your spine. There's no science that comes with Anthony Robbins's recommendations on rebounding because he has a rebounder, but he just says that he does it every day. Like this is the motivational coach. Um, so Anthony Robbins rebounds every day, gets on his trampoline up and up and down, and uh, he's he's um, he he describes benefits around the lymphatic movement, the waste system of your body, because the lymphatic system only. Uh, operates through movement, and so if we're inactive, our waste system is uh, is also inactive, and so uh, that's that's one aspect that we can think about as we're going up and up and down. So that's tremendous. Tell us about the knees. So many people have knee problems. What did yes. you do for your knees? Uh, to start with, I started with your video on the program. I started stretching my knees and I even uh, simultaneously I followed uh, the yoga uh, movements done by your wife. And uh, I did them both side by side because I couldn't do anything with my knees. I couldn't bend them out of question. Bending was out of question. So I started stretching and slowly started moving my uh, knee towards me like lie on the floor and slowly try to move it towards me it was it was stuck right there like it wouldn't move down and I could see the progress how I could like fully you know push it again like towards me and bend it so that took about a few months to actually do it uh, completely fold them so that was huge so I started stretching and doing exact exercises that you have showed on the the one you that you in the gym of you in the gym yeah yeah that video so i just followed them every day and i slowly started uh doing the squats like slowly and every squat would hurt would it would hurt my knee so now it doesn't hurt (laughs) so now i'm able to do uh burpees as well burpees you're doing burpees 
You're yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, with the handle, of course, because I can't place my hands on the floor because of my wrist. So I yeah. hold the handles that you yeah. get. Yeah. So I do, but I do not jump. I don't do the jump, but I do the, you know, the movement and then coming up and squat back down and yeah. the movement. Yeah. So the burpees also, I've just recently introduced burpees. So that is fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned the little handles. People might want to get a set of those if their wrists hurt. Sure. Yes. Um, I'm thinking yes. that you've got a. I, I'm picturing what you've got, but can you just describe it for, for everyone? Uh, I could show you. Is that all right? Yeah, please. This is the handle. Yeah, so you just exactly. place it on the floor and hold on here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little. It's a little sort of push-up hack. Yeah, thing. yeah. You yeah. just keep it on the floor and just hold on here. Yeah, it has yeah, good yeah. grips as well. So yeah, fantastic. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So for people listening, um, what it is, it's a, it's something you could get on Amazon. Um, yeah. And yes. um, it, uh, it's just a way of having a small bar that's only a few inches off the floor that's portable that you can use to give yourself a much more uh, safe and painless way of getting up and down off the floor, particularly if you're doing exercises like burpees where it's up, stand up, get back down the floor, up off the ground, back down again. And so that's that's really cool. Okay, so where I want to hear about your, your first run because I saw it on Instagram. Uh, I thought, wow, you know, underneath you've said this is my first time I've run in like seven years. Um, how did you, was that spontaneous or had you been building up to that? Like, I, I was, I was building up to that. I, I kept pushing saying, ah, it's okay. Let me try after a month, after, after two, because I didn't want to injure myself doing something which I'm not ready for. One day, I, I think I just took the leap and just said, okay, let me try. What's going to happen? It's okay. I, I'll heal myself. <laughs> so I just went for it. So I, I kind of ran for about back and forth for about 10, 15 minutes. And uh, yeah, I don't do it too often, but I do it once in a while, probably once in two weeks or something like that. So yeah, I want to be able to do it at least two, three times a week. That's, that's what I aim for. But uh, yeah, that felt awesome. I told my husband to record me. Of course, I wanted to record that. That's huge for me. I think that was one of my happiest days. <laughs> Were there any consequences from that run or any subsequent runs? And are there any things that you do after you do your runs to make sure that your knees feel consistently good again? I keep doing my movements every day. Of course, after the run, it's a bit throbbing, the knees and the ankles, because it's a lot on the ankles as well. And my ankles are also deformed like quite badly and because they go outward. They don't go straight. They go this way. So I have to work both of them every day to keep it going. I move them every day so that uh, it doesn't get worse. And there's enough blood flow and there is no, uh, you know, no, no not movement. So I, I do it before and after. Whenever I go for a walk or a run, I make sure I stretch myself a bit and warm up myself so that there is no serious consequence. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I'm just I've just up uploaded uh, a brand new set of upper body and lower body workouts to the members area. So right. this is going to be now moving forward. My recommendation, complete across the board. This is the exercise routines I recommend, and so check those out because 
you might want to take a look at uh, at incorporating more calf strengthening exercises, um, which yeah. can potentially uh, assist with with your ankles. The ankles I I've found over the years, the best recommendation for ankles are don't irritate them by rolling in on them. That's number one. Okay, no irritation because um, you know a setback is going to be ten times. Uh, more negative than the positive impact of any exercise, right? So there's the avoidance of irritation. Uh, and then secondly, to just build leg strength. The stronger the leg muscles, it seems to have a therapeutic effect on the ankle without necessarily having to target the ankle. We just benefit from long, stronger legs. Yes, that's true. That's true. Actually, the more it hurts, the more you have to do it. You know, it's it's so ironic when I have when I feel a little bit of pain or when it's stiff, I actually move it. I actually kind of work my ankles like I stand on one ankle and then shift and then do that, and that actually helps immediately. It it's immediate. It's it's so unbelievable. Actually, healing is is pretty simple. Like the food you eat is simple. The movement is simple. I, simple is what heals, which people don't understand. They feel it needs to be complicated. That's when it's believable. But I think it's the other way around. It's it's simple. It's how you put it to action and take action. I think that's what's changed my life. Actually, the intention to heal is what's changed my life because I had befriended the pain. I thought it's my best friend. It kind of had become my identity. I thought uh, me, Ashita, and the rheumatoid arthritis. It, it comes around. It, it comes together. But now that I have unfriended it, is when I can see a lot of changes. I have become my own best friend, but I have unfriended my pain. So I think that's uh, that. That difference, that switch, has helped me change my mindset, like leaps. So I think that's been a game changer for me. Yeah, that's tremendous insight. What other along the same lines uh, insights have you gained? I think this is really, really valuable. I love the unfriending. Uh, what else do you tell yourself? What else does Ashita uh, say to herself or, or believe that has helped you so much? I think if you have the intention and if you believe you can do it, I think you can do it is what it is. I, I don't think you should step back saying, ah, there's a limitation in food. Ah, I have to move my body. I don't think so. I think being in pain is huger than all this for me. As in, I, not being in pain should be the number one priority. Uh, I don't think you should be thinking twice to implement all these things. I think that should be number one. I think you have to do anything to not be in pain. I think that was my motive. That was my, I took it up as a challenge saying, yes, I have to do this. I was in misery. I, I thought just before uh, the summit and during COVID, after I got my vaccination, the second vaccination, my neck got horrible. Again, my neck was aggravated. And that's when I was in like rock bottom. I hit rock bottom then. I was helpless, hopeless. I didn't know what to do about the pain. That's when I was like, no. After that, I watched the summit and I was like, no, I have to help myself. Nobody is going to come for my rescue. I have to help myself. That's when I realized, no, I, I am there for myself. No one's going to come there, come for my rescue. So that's when I, that, that shift in mindset actually changed my life. 
that I can only do it for myself. No one's going to understand my body better, better than I do. And I started implementing one by one and nothing was putting me off saying, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. I said, no, I can't do it. Why not? Why, why can't I do it? What is stopping me from doing it? I will do it. I have to move. Yes, I will move. I will move my knee. Though I'm in tremendous pain, I will move it. I shouldn't eat that fine. I will not have oil. I will not have deep fried stuff. It's okay. I'm not missing anything. In fact, I'm doing my body a favor. So I think those kinds of small changes have actually helped me a lot. Now I don't miss all those food. I don't want to eat fries. I don't want to eat a burger. I'm absolutely fine. My, my taste buds have changed. My body has changed. I don't feel hungry every few hours. I just eat two meals a day and I'm happy with that. I don't get hungry, the, the unnecessary hunger where you crave for sugar or something, nothing. Junk, absolutely nothing. I'm happy with my fruits and vegetables. I'm absolutely fine with that. So I think the acceptance that you have this and actually want to do something about it and heal yourself is, is something I think we should all realize and work on ourselves. Nothing is impossible. Mm, gosh, this is... Absolutely wonderful. Uh, you know what? When my friend and I uh, go and do our stand-up comedy shows that we've gotten back into, it's been a lot of fun in the last uh, last sort of few months. I've gotten right back into it and touring with him. Whenever we go out for dinner pre-show, before our show, we're going to have dinner together, we always eat Indian food. I mean, the Indian food for us is the go-to because of my my limitations. I don't want to be going out to you know fast food chains. I want to have an Indian meal because I know when I go there, I'm going to eat a delicious, like my favorite food in the whole wide world. And I'm and and it's so good for me. And it's available all, you know, at most towns that we travel to. And you always find a great Indian meal. And we have some kind of like yellow dal. And I I eat a naan bread without without butter. Uh, I have a little side salad of my onions, as we talked about, and 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 tomato, sometimes cucumber slices. And it's just amazing. And you're in an environment where you're living also that can support you to eat the most wonderful traditional Indian food and lack Absolutely. nothing, lack nothing. Yes, yes, exactly. That's so true. I don't need anything else. I have potatoes, which are fine if they're not deep fried. They're delicious as they are. So I don't think I need uh, all those kinds. I, I think it's just the conventional way of people have kind of spoiled our minds that we have to undo ourselves. We have to undo our minds and get on track. Very good. Very good. Okay. So we've covered a lot of different things. You've halved your drugs. You've completely changed your mindset. You've transformed the way that you eat and exercise. You have gotten rid of lots of pain in your body. Um, have you ever had a C-reactive protein or SED rate test since all this has been uh, transformed? Yes, yes. Uh, I do my CRP tests every three months. And uh, for the past uh, four times, it's been lesser than 0 0.5, 0 0.5, so which is awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so confirmed by the data. Okay, yes. sensational. Um, now, what about um, any specifics that you'd like to share? that are your favorite things 
about this lifestyle and the things that you do that work the most so that if people listening say, what else? I want to learn more. What else do you emphasize and focus on to get the best results? Probably eat simple. I would say that eat simple and give large gaps between your meals. I think those have helped me a lot. I eat fruits in the morning and then lunch in the afternoon. And that works great for me. That works great. So I think keeping the meals simple and without oil, I think has worked wonders. And uh, you, you're either helpless or you help yourself. I think, I think that's huge. Yeah. You, you, uh, instead of being in pain and misery, you can help yourself take action. So I think uh, that we have to implement and not miss the regular food that you eat. There's no missing food. Make your food delicious. You're not lacking anything. You have everything around you to make your food delicious. So I'm now I'm, I'm happy with just pepper and salt on my food. Uh, it's just that your taste buds change. And for the good, you don't need all those extra spices. I mean, I'm not saying they're bad, but you don't need a lot of things once you've discovered this kind of a food system. You, you do not need a lot of things. I think with just a few things, you are happy. At least that's how I have uh, changed. A lesser variety, I think I'm happy. I have more things to worry about. You know, I have more energy yes. to worry about other things. When this is simplified, I think, you know, other, other things are, you know, I have more energy for them. And, and yeah. my life has changed. Like, honestly, if uh, even I'm a photographer, I'm an artist. So I think uh, my work has changed. I can see how I've improved in my work. I, I kind of more connect with my subjects when I'm shooting, when I'm sketching. I sketch a lot as well. So the way I see things and the way I connect with things is, has, is a big change in me. It's not just my pain or anything. I think... My overall, I've started feeling more and uh, my life has improved. My work has improved. My, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of attracting more opportunities in my life. Um, manif- the, you know, manifesting is helping. So I think he, this manifesting about this has worked so much last year. The same time, I kind of thought that, yes, in one year, I'm going to talk to Clint on the podcast. And it's happening now. So I think... Uh, you know, working on yourself and manifesting things and uh, those have really worked for me. Those have really worked for me. So I I think your life improves. That's what I'm trying to say. Once you change yourself for the better, you feel better, your pain is gone, of course your life is going to improve. So it's huge. In one year, my life has changed inside out. (laughs) Uh, love it. Love it. The only cautionary thing that I would add is um, just continue to look f- to be able to add a few extra foods uh, to your diet to make sure that we have more than 30 plants a week, 30 sure. different plants. Sure. If And the reason for that is it's just linked with microbiome diversity. Sure. And that, yeah. yeah. So, and, and with those of us on this journey, it's actually not that hard to come up with 30 foods a week, uh, 30 plant yeah, foods yeah, a week. Yeah. Yes. Um, it surprises me that people think that's very difficult because if yeah, you've got exactly. like a, a mixed leafy green salad of three or four different leaves, they all count. Yeah. Then you've got yes. onion, garlic, you know, th- uh, you know, you throw in some, some turmeric powder, that counts, right? 
And then yes, you're up yeah. to eight things and you haven't even sort of put your meal together yet. Yes. So, yes. so I don't think it's a concern, but just keep it in mind because I, I, I totally get it. I did 12 months of just baseline foods because I mm-hmm. thought I'm in the groove. I don't want to mess with this. Um, and so that's stage one is get inflammation way down. And stage two is keep it there whilst adding more foods. So that's the two, two parts yeah. of the process. I, I have added a lot more vegetables now cauliflower, yellow pumpkin, a lot of uh, root vegetables and watery vegetables. There are a lot of local watery vegetables available in India. So uh, I explore with them, all, all of them. So I have added a lot of vegetables. Alongside your fruits as well, right? So you got yes, fruits yes. as well. Yeah. Yes, yes. So you're good. Papaya you're good. is my staple. Yeah, papaya is my staple and my favorite. <laughs> mine too mine too it's the ultimate the ultimate yeah. all right yes um have we uh, let me let me ask you two things um has your husband been supportive of all this and i imagine the answer is yes because you wouldn't have achieved this if your partner isn't but just confirm his his level of support quickly and then have you got any sort of family planning kind of thoughts ar- around the future okay. Um, yes, right from day one, my husband is extremely supportive. He's uh, come to all of my photo shoots. He's the one carrying me and the bags. So he's always been there for me. Yes, he's always been there. He's supporting every day. I have a support with whatever I do. He was so happy that I'm talking to you today. He's so updated with my life. He's my best friend. So yes, he is with me every time. And uh, no, we are not going to have children. I think that's something we planned long back. <laughs> yeah, right, we right. are happy just the two of us. Yeah, we want to keep well, all the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, that I tell you what, it takes a lot of pressure off. It takes all yes. the pressure off your the, your timeline, the medications that you take, the oh. um, the focus of lots of attention, and you have jokingly mentioned the money there's also a big aspect there as well um and so given that you've made that decision in the past i can definitely say that it makes life uh, simpler for you and um and with comfort in that area then you can focus all your attention to getting yes. as well as you possibly can true yeah, true. yeah. okay i'm okay. already going through a lot so maybe i don't want to put my body through a lot more <laughs> Sure, absolutely, absolutely. And then have we missed anything? Is there something that you wanted to share that you haven't yet? Or do you think that we've forgotten one aspect or two? I guess we've covered quite a bit. Yeah, I don't think there's, yeah, one thing is that there is no cheat day at all. (laughs) Every day you eat right and you move. So there is no two ways about it. There are no cheat days. (laughs) Because you cheat yourself. For which you pay the next day. So, yeah. And and one more thing is that I I used to be, you know, very fearful about uh, if this is this food is going to affect me or if, is it going to flare me up and what if it causes pain. And now I'm, my fears come down a lot. I'm like, yes, I can deal with it. I As much as possible, 90% of the time I eat safe. Actually, 95% of the time I'm always safe eating. I don't eat out at all probably very like once a month or something. And even then I make sure that I'm not eating any oil or I'm extremely careful. I have one or two restaurants where I go go to and they know the drill. And that just don't cheat. 
Just don't cheat. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No yes. cheat. Yes, yes. No cheat. So, yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, Ashida, it's been an absolute pleasure to watch you on Instagram and now to have you here as a guest on our podcast. If people want to reach out to you on Instagram, what is your handle? Uh, it's actually my full name, Ashita Tabasana. Yes, okay. H-I-T-A. And you want me to spell it to you? Yeah, why not? Okay, it's E-S-H-I-T-A-T-R-A-S-A-N-N-A. That's my handle. Fantastic. Actually, since I've started posting all this and, you know, talking about partisan programs, so many people write to me saying, wow, this is nice. What do you do? Give me your recipe. Uh, what do you do when there's pain here, pain there? So I've kind of become, <laughs> so I already feel nice helping a few people, you know, you know, from my experience, helping them out. So that's brilliant. It it's great, great because we are, you know, we need more representation, particularly in India. Yeah, um, Big population of people with struggling. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and uh, they they really do like to connect uh, with other yeah. people in India. So thank you very yeah. much yeah. for for helping out in that area. And thanks for sharing everything you've done today. I'm going to have the rest <laughs> of the day feeling really happy hearing your story and knowing how well you're doing and all the you know all that you've overcome and where you've gotten to. And uh, and I'd like to uh, you know look forward to to continual progress in the next year ahead and and the year ahead of that and that. It never stops. So for me, you know, I'm trying to like set new pull-up bar records and I'm now, we we just, today I've just been finishing up an enormous hedging job in our backyard, which has been lifting huge ladders and, and using hedge trimmers and all sorts of, you know, equipment and just using my body in a way that that would be a challenge for anyone who's trying to do such yard work. So, you know, it never stops. We're always pushing ourselves, trying to get it, build more strength, more resilience, and uh, and live the best possible life. And well done. You're doing so good. I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to be happy today after talking to you. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks, Ashita, so much. And we'll talk again in the yes. future. Sure. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.